1: Begin to be poured out upon all men. (laughs) 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 This is there spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there spoken by the prophet (laughs) Joel. In the last days I pour out my spirit, saying the Lord. Said they've had too much to drink. Peter said these men are not drunk as she supposed. Here comes the preaching and the will begin to flow. They caught up in and breathed, what shall we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you. I'm on your spirit. Obermottle, a and Joe. That the well's still flowing The promise has an ended. That you can't dispute the facts The fire's still burning Just like the book of Acts He fills you with the spirit You will speak with other tongues That's still the way That the Holy Ghost comes hi, 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 hi. This is it, this is it. I've Spoken the prophet Joe.
2: Pastor Bob, Simon's the "Tell It Like It Is" radio show. You've just tuned into a live broadcast. The date today that I'm broadcasting live. What is what is the date today? It is February twentieth, twenty twenty-two. Last week I was in Georgia. We were preaching down there for at a church in. Um, oh, it's near. Uh, oh, I keep thinking. I keep forgetting the name. It's a small town. Really, a great church. Uh, but brother Ben Weeks is the pastor down there and we just had a great time. We've got, uh, but now we're back. I heard, I heard Ben Simons did a good job on the radio show. That was, I was glad that he was able to fill in for me. If you're tuning in for the very first time and you live in Dickinson, North Dakota or in our area, of course, you're listening possibly on the 1230 AM radio station. This is a live radio Broadcast. And we, I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota, right on Interstate 94, on the north side of Interstate 94, that beautiful building. Uh, We just never thought location would make a difference for a church, but it's certainly helping us. We had a lot of visitors today in church, and some of them were there because they saw the sign. They've been driving by the sign right on the interstate, so they came to church. And so that's neat, and that was exciting to see them, and God seemed to really touch them. And if you live in this area, we'd love to have you come and visit our church. Our next service is Wednesday night at 730. The address is 501 Elks Drive, the New Life Pentecostal Church. We have some daughter churches in uh, two towns nearby, one in Beach, North Dakota. Right now, just a Tuesday night service there at 730 at the Beach Community Center. We are working on a building to finish that building, and we hope to have that done in the next couple of months. To where we can start having our Sunday services out there, also, and then on Thursday nights in Bowman, North Dakota, at at the um, that church is at, located at 18 North Main in Bowman, North Dakota, and they have service Thursday night at 7:30, Sunday morning at 10:30. A bunch of people texting me tonight. Let's see. I'll maybe give a shout out to some people here. We've got. Um, well, where do I start? Let me let me look back. I think the. The first one was, uh, oh man, I, I gotta, I gotta get up, catch up here. Brother, uh, Griffith maybe was the first one. We've got, uh, brother, um, we've got brother Carl, sister Jeannie listening tonight from Michigan, brother Griffith in great falls, Montana. We've got brother Johnson down in the Phoenix area, brother Jones, Dale Jones from the Minneapolis area listening tonight. We've got, uh, the, the Torres family haven't heard from them for a while. They, they she requested prayer for her husband uh who is um is getting covid pneumonia he's on oxygen wow he has he already has poor poor lungs lord just pray that you brother touch brother torres tonight we ask you to touch and heal him in the name of jesus sister bretz is listening tonight good to have her listening up in kildare what a sweet lady she is We've got uh, Ben Yoder listening. I heard he did some preaching out in Pennsylvania today. Good to have him listening. Tim in North Carolina is listening. We've got the Willis family listening. And our Harry, is Harry listening tonight? And Henry, are they, are they listening? Um, are those guys paying attention? The um, Phil Gingrich listening in Michigan. There's a good friend of mine and his family, too. So, um, if you you can be part of this program by texting me 701-290-7862. 701-290-7862. I may give those numbers out again. Also, you can email me if you don't are not able to text, and my email is robertsimons fifty eight at gmail dot com. We've been doing this radio show now for probably twenty twenty two years or something like that. I believe yeah, twenty two years. That we've been doing it. We call it the Tell It Like It Is radio show, and you'll soon find out why we do that. Because we try to be pretty straightforward on this program. So I got through all that. Let's see, I feel like singing a song. I'm going to grab my, somebody say, sing us a song, Pastor Bob, sing us a song. Hmm, nobody texted me yet. You better be fast. <laughs> well, I'm going to sing one anyway, whether you like it or not. This little, I came into this. Oh, somebody did. All right. Good deal. We've got, um, well, let's see. They didn't say sing us a song, anyway. Well, let me try this. This is a this is kind of a twist off of Amazing Grace. Same words, kind of, but just a little different melody and different rhythm. But I like I like songs like that because the words are great, but sometimes we get so used to them we forget about that.
3: Singing of amazing grace. There we go. Singing of amazing grace Singing of amazing Singing of amazing Singing of amazing grace How sweet the sound Singing of amazing grace Saved a wretch like me Singing of amazing grace Was lost now found Singing of amazing grace Was blind now see Singing of amazing Singing of amazing Singing of amazing grace Taught my heart to fear Singing of amazing grace And all my fears relieved Singing of amazing grace, He's been good to me. Singing of amazing grace, set my spirit free. i ah, singing of amazing, singing of amazing, singing of amazing grace, singing of amazing. Singing of amazing, singing of amazing grace.
2: Well, I'm going to give it to you the second time today. I preached about this grace of God in church, and I love when I get messages that like this. I really do. I love it. The uh, I, uh, Today I'm going to talk about mercy I love to preach mercy, and uh, I have a church full of people that love mercy, and that's fun to pastor people like that. There's nothing we enjoy more at the New Life Pentecostal Church than seeing a sinner come to God or a sinner come back home, a backslider come back to God. Nothing that we enjoy more than that, and I'm going to preach about it today. Turn your attention to Micah chapter 7. This is my starting point, but it's not really where I'm preaching today. Micah 7, 8, and 9, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. I will bear the indignation of the Lord, because I have sinned against him, until he plead my cause, and execute judgment for me, and he will bring me forth to the light, and I shall behold his righteousness. I want to be talking about the story of King Manasseh, in Second Chronicles thirty three one through nineteen tonight I'll probably be reference if you're in a spot where you can open your Bible, grab your Bible and turn to Second Chronicles chapter thirty three, and I'm going to go through some things with you tonight. This king Manasseh was a um, had a good dad. His name was Hezekiah, but Manasseh went bad. He went really bad. Um, possibly, I mean possibly one of the most wicked kings in the history of Israel and of the tribes of of Judah and Benjamin. He is possibly one of the very worst of the worst kings, which makes this story really interesting to me. We read in, in, and here again I'm going to be referencing out of Second Chronicles 33 tonight on the radio show. It's not really a Bible study, but I've got to give you a little background. And just remember this, if you're a apostolic person listening we get a lot of apostolic preachers listening just remember that this radio show is geared to people that are just driving around dickinson north dakota (coughs) listening to an oldies rock and roll radio station and for an hour every week we get to break through all that and come to them with this acts 238 message in verse um one of second chronicles 33 it says manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 55 years in Jerusalem. So this was a a king that reigned from the age of 12 to the age of 67. And in verse 3, the Bible says, this is where, you know, the Bible says he did evil in the sight of the Lord and so on. But in verse 3, he reared up altars for Balaam and made groves. And I want you to notice the word and here. Because it, in the next few verses, it says the word and 13 times. The word and and the word also 13 times. He reared up altars for Balaam, that's a false god, and made groves and worshipped all the hosts of heaven and served them. Verse 5, and he built altars for all the hosts of heaven in the two courts of the house of the Lord. So he he put pagan um altars and statues in the house of the Lord, which didn't have statues, of course God's always against the has always been against the use of statues in worship and and so here here he built altars and statues. well, we'll get to the statues here in a minute, verse six, and he caused his children to pass through the fire so so here Manasseh even sacrificed some of his own children to these fake gods. And, it says, he observed times. Um, he, was, he was a, a person that, that believed in uh, astrology. And he used enchant, enchantments. And he used witchcraft. And he dealt with a familiar spirit. And with wizards. Wizards He wrought much evil in the sight of the Lord to broke, provoke, provoke him to anger. There, there is a, a lot of ends here, A-N-D's. That Manasseh did, verse seven, and he set up a carved image, the idol which he had made in the house of God. So he set up this big old idol right in the house of God, where the Lord says that it's you can't worship me through idols. God was against it. Read your Ten Commandments, and He's still against it, by the way. Verse nine, he made Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to err, and to do worse. Than the heathen whom the Lord had destroyed before the children of Israel. So, the when the children of Israel, if you if you if it bothers you as it does me, the genocide that happened when the Israelites came into the promised land and all these people they killed. Well, the reason they these people were all killed is because they had become so wicked that God was not only giving this promised land to to the Jewish people, but He was also in a, in a, um, two things at once going on, he was punishing these evil people that live there. And now the Bible said Manasseh had caused the inhabitants of Jerusalem to err and even do worse, if that's possible, says they did, than the heathen whom the Lord had destroyed before the children of Israel. Manasseh, as I started out by saying, was possibly one of the most evil kings in the history of Israel. Now in 2nd Kings the story of Manasseh is also told told and in 2nd Kings 21:16 it adds this moreover Manasseh shed innocent blood very much like he, Manasseh had innocent people killed he was he was a wicked king kind of like a Hitler just about he had innocent people killed very much till he had filled Jerusalem from one end to another Beside his sin Wherewith he made Judah to sin in doing that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. So he, not only was he wicked, but he influenced many people to become wicked like him. Now, there's one more end, and it starts out verse 10. And this is the worst end of all, in my opinion. Now, it won't seem like it to some of you, but I believe it is. is. Uh, Second Chronicles 33, verse 10. And the Lord spake to manasseh and to his people but they would not hearken now i've spent a lot of time on the radio talking about this type of subject and i'm not going to talk about it tonight except to say that god's mercy is always in a warning to us god's mercy is always in direction to us god's mercy is in sending a message I want to say it again, God's mercy is not overlooking sin like, oh, just do whatever you want and I'll forgive you later. God's mercy is telling us what we're doing wrong, how to make it right. God's mercy is telling us what pleases him, what does not please him. So if Pastor Bob gets on the radio and say that homosexuality is a sin, and you better, if you're living that lifestyle, you better ask God to help you to get away from it, that is a message of mercy. That's a message of grace, because to not tell people that they're not pleasing God is not mercy. That's a travesty. Now, my program isn't on that sin, but I just say it for shock value, because you know people say, "Well, you know, if you preach against sin, you're some kind of you, you're, you're you don't love grace." Well, it's the opposite. If you don't preach against sin, if you don't preach against sin, you don't love grace. Because God's mercy is in the sending of the message. God's mercy is here tonight if you will hear. Two different kinds of hears. I made that up today. I thought it was good. I said it in church. God's mercy is here if you will hear. But the Bible said that the Lord sent spoke to the, to Manasseh and to the people. Now, in Second Kings, it tells us he sent prophets to them. And it even tells us what the prophets said. But in, in 2 Chronicles, in verse 10, it says, but they would not hearken. Uh, they wouldn't regard it. They might have heard it, but they wouldn't listen to it. Okay, so you got the picture. Manasseh is a wicked king, and he's doing all these terrible things, and one on top of the other, and 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 also, and now the final end is God sends a prophet, and sends a series of prophets to Manasseh and the people, but they wouldn't listen. So, God, in His mercy, uses a different method. And in verse eleven, and here again, I keep saying this, but I'm in Second Chronicles thirty-three, in verse eleven. The Bible says, Wherefore the Lord brought upon them the captains of the hosts of the king of Assyria, which took Manasseh among the thorns and bound him with fetters and carried him to Babylon. So Manasseh, was; they put a nose ring in his nose and they tied him up and they led him like a pig to Babylon. Now, God tried to do it the easy way with Manasseh, but he wouldn't listen. And so God said, well, we'll try a different method. And the good news, and I'm going to get to that after this song, is Manasseh did listen to that. I just want to say, don't play games with that, though. Because we don't know how this could be our last warning. There were a lot of kings that died and never did get another chance. But Manasseh, the Bible said when he was in prison, began to think. I'll come right back after that. Text me tonight, 701 290 786
4: And I'm thankful for the faith you placed in me. And that you are almighty, because when I'm weak, then I am made wrong. I'm thankful for the blood you shed for me when you died on Calvary, because when I'm baptized, it removes all my wrong. I'm thankful, oh, oh, oh. I'm thankful. When salvation was so near So at those times you don't feel like Lifting your voice Remember that Jesus has purchased your choice The praises you offer Him kindness and compassion where you delivered me from sin and the emptiness within from the immorality nothing else could set me free all the drugs that had me bound so depressed i thought i'd drown all the lies of rock and roll could never heal my wounded soul but you filled me with your spirit and i spoke Overcome. Now you've given me a new life because I've been born again of the water and the spirit so that I can enter in into the holiest of holies because that's where you choose to dwell. Now the covenant is broken with eternal death and hell. So if we do not raise you, the rocks will cry out. So much more, so we'll stand up and shine. Somebody stand up and shine That I'm thankful for the sunshine, and I'm thankful for the rain. I'm thankful that You healed me for a heart that's free from pain. I'm thankful for Your goodness, and I'm thankful for. For the smile that you've put upon my face And the least of all your mercies I'm not worthy of today So I lift my voice toward heaven So that you can hear me say That I'm thankful
2: That was the evangelist Bill Farron and his song, song, I'm Thankful, off the CD, The Captain. Some good, good music, and I know I get a lot of comments about that music. And so you can buy that music, but I don't don't believe you can listen to it online. You have to buy it the old-fashioned way by actually getting the CD, and I can get get you information on how to do that. And so Bill Farron put out one of the best Christian CDs, in my opinion, ever, and I uh, wished he'd put out on another one. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, we're back. We played that song. We're back. We're talking, if you're just tuning in, it's going to be really hard to get you up to, to speed with what we're talking about. But we're talking about a evil king named Manasseh in Second Chronicles 33 who did so many evil things. God sent to him prophets. He wouldn't listen. And finally, he was taken captive by the Assyrians, and was carried away to Babylon as a prisoner, and I want to tell you that even though it's very interesting that God restored him, I just want to warn you, don't play games with God in hopes of that hebrews thirteen fifteen says today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts like do it now. But we read that when Manasseh was in affliction in verse twelve second chronicles thirty three he besought the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. Now, what's interesting, just as a side note, is when the story of Manasseh is told in Second Kings, they didn't add this part of the whole story. They didn't add the second part of the story. The rest of the story about Manasseh turning around and becoming good, that wasn't written in Second Kings. That's interesting to me. I'm so glad that we have Second Chronicles, because otherwise we wouldn't have known that manasseh turned around and i love mercy and so i'm not sure if the writer of second kings i know it was under the inspiration of the holy ghost but i'm not sure if some of his relatives that manasseh had put to death or what i don't know what happened but he didn't i mean he just basically said manasseh is a loser the end that's kind of how second kings does it but in second chronicles in verse 30 chapter 33:12 it says and when he was in affliction he besought the Lord his God, Manasseh did, and he humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. This humbling of Manasseh, in, in our humbling, when we come to God or come back to God, is always the acknowledging that God is right and that we are wrong. That's, that's the way this works. We, we quit defending ourselves, we qu- quit fighting for our rights. And we come back to God broken, we come to God uh, surrendered, we come to God your will, not my will, that's how we come to God. This is how Manasseh came to God. He humbled himself, not just a little bit, the Bible says he humbled himself greatly. I just noticed my friend from the Philippines, Stormy, just tuned in. Good to have you with us, Stormy. I don't know what time it is over there, but I know it's way different. So the humbling that we have, that's the problem most of us have is because we are so proud, we are so stiff-necked and, and bullheaded at times that we will not acknowledge God, God's ways. And we spend our time defending our ways. You don't, you don't understand, Pastor Bob. You don't understand. You don't understand what you're talking about. Well, as my pastor used to say, I don't think I get paid to understand. You know, <clears throat> I want to tell you that you, when you come to God, you lay it all on a table, and you say, God, now I've been running my life my way, now I want to run it your way. And and then in verse 13, it says he prayed unto to God, and he was entreated of God. And he heard his supplication and brought him again to Jerusalem, into his kingdom. So God restored Manasseh back to being king. And then this is how verse 13 ends. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord, he was God. Manasseh learned two things. He learned, number one, that he is God and I am not. And number two, he learned that God was a God of mercy. Lamentations 3.22 and 23 said, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. This story of maybe perhaps the most wicked king in the history of Israel, and if you think there's another one out there, let me know. Uh, If you think there was another king out there that was more wicked, let me know. Because I read you 13 ands at the beginning. I mean like, and he used enchantment, and he observed times, and he sacrificed his children in the fire, and he built a... Idol in the house of the Lord, and he used witchcraft, and he dealt with the familiar spirit, and with wizards. You know, I mean, over and over and over and over again, it kept going worse and worse and worse and worse, and finally the final end was that he wouldn't listen to God. (coughs) But after he was in affliction, the Bible said that he humbled himself and he prayed. In fact, the Scripture says in in Second in Chronicles thirty three that there was another book that we don't have in our Bible, called the the Sayings of the Seers. Like this is in verse nineteen, and that there in that book, his prayer was there, and a whole bunch of more detail about Manasseh's life. And I wished I could get my hands on that book. I don't think you can find it on thrift books or anywhere. But there, so Manasseh began to turn it around. And my message tonight on the radio tonight is titled, Now After This. In verse 14 of Second Chronicles 33, the Bible says that after Manasseh humbled himself, after he prayed, after he realized that God, that the Lord was God and that he wasn't, the Bible says, now after this, and there's a bunch of more ands. He built a wall. It says, and, in verse 15, he took away the strange gods and the, idols out of the, and the idol out of the house of the Lord. And he repaired the altar of the Lord. And he sacrificed thereon peace offerings and thanks, uh, thanks offerings. And commanded Judah to serve the Lord God of Israel. There's about seven of them there. I want you to focus on the words now after this. This program tonight is fine-tuned to people that are not right with God. Maybe you're a backslider, or maybe you're a person that has come back to God, and you were a backslider, and you think that God can't use you. I want you to think about the verses, these words about Manasseh, and when it said, now after this. After he humbled himself, after he prayed, after he realized that God, the Lord was God, and after God set him back up as king, he began to walk with God and do things that he was supposed to do. There is a now after this for people that have failed. And don't let the devil tell you that there's not. You know, I'm, I've I've got uh, Brother Farron listening tonight. He just, he uh, he checked in, he's listening. I'm, I'm glad he is. You know, Brother Farron, there was a time in your life where you made a start with God when you were first living for God, and you walked away. And you came back, and I'm sure that the devil came to you with all kinds of guilt, you know, all kinds of embarrassment. But, you see... That's not the way God treats us. When we come back to him, like when Manasseh came back and started serving the Lord, there was a now after this time in his life. And don't, I'm going to say it again, don't let the devil tell you that there's not. The verse I started with tonight when I opened up the radio show was Micah 7, 8, and 9. It says rejoice, in verse 8 it says, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. Micah said, I'm I'm getting back up. But in verse 9 in the Living Bible, I like the way it's worded. Part of verse 9 says, I will be patient as the Lord punishes me, for I have sinned against him. And then it says, but after that, (laughs) after that, I'm getting back up. You know, never mess with a man who has nothing to lose. Manasseh had absolutely nothing to lose. And when he got back up, he just started living like, you know, like it didn't make any difference what anybody thought. Because he got right with God. You know, I, I'm telling you, backsliders that, that may be listening and thinking that there's not going to be a place in God's kingdom for you. No, there is a place in God's kingdom for you. There was a man that used to go to our Bismarck church that I don't know exactly everything that happened in his past, but, but I know that it was something where he wasn't being used on the platform in leadership positions like Sunday school teacher or worship leader or preacher, and even though he, he could really preach. And this man faithfully came to church and one day showed up at my house. And he said, this was many, many years ago. And I was a very young man. I just got in the church maybe a few years before that. And this man approached me and said, Brother Bob, how would you like to start a bus ministry? I said, I don't know the first thing about a bus ministry. And he smiled. He said, I do. (laughs) See, he wasn't in a position where he could run that bus ministry right then. But he taught me how to run a bus ministry. He was the brains behind it. He was the work behind it. He was even some of the money behind it. And it looked like Brother Bob was running, Pastor, I wasn't Pastor Bob back then, that I was running the bus ministry, but I wasn't. Brother Ron was. And it was. he wasn't trying to be sneaky. It wasn't like that. But he was a manasseh. He was going to serve God. And I'll tell you what, we ended up with a really neat bus ministry. A bunch of us guys got together. My brother-in-law is a, a body guy, and we painted a couple old buses up. Uh, Brother Ron bought himself a stretched Suburban and fixed that thing up. And we were driving all over Bismarck, <coughs> picking up children for Sunday school. Why? Because there was a Manasseh that made him his way back home, and God said, oh, yes, I can use you. You know, there isn't anybody that has made a start for God that hasn't had some failure. you know <laughs> there there isn't anybody that that has done it exactly right, and I'm not promoting that, but I'm just saying there isn't anybody you know even even my you know i i mean i I know some pretty great people that have lived for God consistently and i'm I believe that's what we ought to do, but I'm also telling you that all of us have fallen short of what we should have been doing many all of us have been sidetracked before. What I'm doing on the radio tonight is telling you, get back up. Get back up. Become the man that you're supposed to be. I'm going to take just a breath here, play this Bill Farron song. Maybe look, answer some of these texts. Somebody just texted me and said, we haven't had Brother Farron here preaching for a while. so I know it's been over a year, so uh, we'll have to figure that out.
4: I've tried everything to be the man I'm supposed to be. When I fail, the enemy speaks to me. Whispering in my ear, you might as well give up. To try again would just be one more bitter cup. So when the darkness sets in and I've lost my way, my dreams seem shattered and I've blown another day. Man, I'm supposed to be. Change me, Lord. I've got a long way to go to be like my Lord. To stay the same is one thing I cannot afford wife and family need someone who will leave I've got to die so you can live in me and so I plead that when the darkness sets in and I've lost my way my dreams seem shattered cause I've blown another day my only hope is in the one who for me Teach me Lord to die and be the man I'm supposed to be Please change me Lord It never fails your faithful when I fail to please And when the Pressure's great, it drives me to my knees. Into that secret place where you can transform me. Into the image of the man I'm supposed to be. So when the darkness sets in and I've lost my. Tongue has shattered lives, and I've wasted yet another day. My only hope is in the one who died for me. Transform me, Jesus, into the man I'm supposed
2: to be. Change me, change me, Lord. Good stuff. That's Bill Farron. Man, I'm supposed to be. We'll probably end the program with one of his songs tonight. I just wanted to give a shout-out to the people that have been texting me. We've got, let's see here, we've got uh, the Mathern family listening. Uh, We've got um, a brother listening, Brother Ruben from South Texas listening tonight. Good to have him with us. That Maybe a first-time guy texting me. We've got Regina and Casey Jackson are listening sounds like I put one asleep there in that house. We've got, uh, let's see, Brother Elvin Hostetler is listening tonight. We've got uh, Lori from South listening. glad you are listening tonight. 701-290-7862, you can text me. Uh, I want to just say it again, that this, yeah, Brother Griffith just texted me. Proverbs twenty four sixteen for a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. Exactly right. I don't know why I didn't have that in my notes. That's exactly right. Get up. Get back up. You know, there is a now after this. Now after this, Manasseh started doing a bunch of other good stuff. Don't let your past dictates your future with God. You know, after you've fallen, don't just lay there in embarrassment, or worse yet, in self-justification, being paralyzed by your failure. We read in Judges 16.22 how Samson had lived a life of a lot of mistakes, and finally it accumulated into his being... Arrested, his eyes being burned out of his head uh he was he was put into prison and made to work like a ox you know he um uh, in one day the bible says they were going to bring him out to make fun of him at a big feast the Philistines were having and in in the scripture says in jude or judges sixteen twenty two now albeit the hair of his head begin to grow again, and if that doesn't make any sense you to you <coughs> Samson had, was living under a Nazarite vow, a lifetime Nazarite vow, where he wasn't able to cut his hair, but his hair was cut. And he lost his strength, but the Bible said his hair began to grow again. In other words, now after this, watch out. <laughs> and even though you might not like Samson, and even though he might have been a big loser, he made it into Hebrews chapter 11 with all those other great men of the hall of faith. He sure did. <clears throat> you know, um, we read about the Apostle Paul in 1 Timothy 115, how he was a he was a man who had lived a horrible life before he came to God, especially against the early believers. And that's why he said in 1 Timothy 115, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. And in verse 16 he went on to say it's, out. it's for an example. It's for a pattern for those coming after me. No matter how bad, no matter how stupid you feel, start doing what's right now. God can still use your life for his glory. Get up. Get up. What are you doing now? You know, there, I am not promoting failure. I'm not here tonight. But what I am promoting is that there are a lot of broken people in this world. A lot of broken pieces. A lot of broken families. A lot of terrible mistakes that have been made. Am I happy about it? Not at all. Pastor Bob loses sleep over it. You know, I, I'm... I'm a pastor of a great church. We're a growing church. You know, we've got a wonderful group of people, but I'm telling you folks, anytime you get a bunch of people together, there's problems. And there's a lot of brokenness. There's a lot of hurt. But what I'm saying today is get up. There is a now after this in your life. After... You've heard the word of the Lord and turned around or even worse after or better, whichever you want to say it after you've learned your lesson the hard way, like Manasseh did, there is a now after this in your life. What are you going to do with it? Nothing because you feel bad for the way you used to live. That's not right. That's stupid. That's not God's will. You can, the, the, my, some of my favorite verses in Ezekiel, in two different places in Ezekiel, it says this, that if a wicked man does wickedly, but he repents and becomes a good man, all of the wicked things that he's done will not be remembered or mentioned to him again. That's what it says. It also says if a good man lives a good life, but turns and does wickedness at the end and dies like that, his goodness won't be remembered. So it works both ways. I'm not speaking about that tonight. I don't. Pastor Bob doesn't want to die like some old fool. But what I am saying is there is a now after. Humble yourself before God. Pray to God. Recognize that he is God. Put him in the proper place in your life. You know, he's God, you're not. It's his way or the highway. This, I mean, it's so important that we understand this. You know, there are people that have messed up, and they'll come to a Pentecostal church, and they'll just sit back. They won't worship. They won't pray. They don't do anything for God because they feel like, well, I'm just a big hypocrite because I've already messed up so much stuff. If I get up there and raise my hands and pray, everybody's going to think, what's he doing? What's she doing? Well, I'll tell you who won't be thinking that. God won't be thinking it. I won't be thinking it. And neither will the good people of God be thinking it. We'll be worshiping and praising God with you. Because God loves mercy. His true church loves mercy. You know, Uh, There is joy in heaven when a sinner, and you know this is Bible, and there is so much Bible on this. I mean, it's all over the place. There's joy in heaven when a sinner comes back to God. The angels are, are dancing when a sinner comes back to God. You know, the Bible said that he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And then what? There's a now after. There was a man in our church today that, uh, he doesn't go to our church, he goes to a different church, but he, he was in our church today, spent many years just floundering spiritually. I mean, just going nowhere spiritually. But now he's serving the Lord. And he's probably 44 years old, 45 years old, but he's serving the Lord now. And just wait and see what God will do in his, his family's life. Just wait and see what God will do with this man. You know, this, this um, you know, I, you understand. I don't know why I'm repeating this. I am not advocating walking away from God and hoping for mercy. I'm not advocating this. We have no guarantee of that. You can die backslidden. I love the story of the prodigal son, but let me just tell you, not all the prodigals make it home. If I would have taken time to make a list of people that didn't make it home, I could have written quite a list. Suicide, drug overdoses, car accidents. Uh, I I mean, they didn't make it home. I have preached some of those funerals. Not... An enjoyable thing for me to do. <clears throat> don't play games with this. I mean, if you're hearing the word of God tonight and there is a hope that I'm preaching with, as you can come back to God and not only come back to God, but you can be restored, He can make you new. You know, this, this, um, don't let guilt stop you from doing something for God got people texting me. Uh, a lot of people are saying nice things. You know what? Laney's listening tonight. Hey, Laney, are you still listening? How's Laney doing? There's one of my favorite people. Um, we've got, let's see who else is listening tonight. I, brother Isaiah, the Vallejos. Uh, and I still pray for you and your children, but I only know, I always say, for brother and sister Vallejo and their three boys, but I heard you had a girl. Is that right? Brother Griffith, of course, texted me that wonderful scripture. Brother Luna texting tonight. Um, or is this Brother Luna? Who is this? Uh, Brother Portalis, listening. Uh, oh, the Lunas are listening. That's who it is. We've got, um, oh, okay, I'm getting a little mixed up here. We've got Lori and Southart writing me really nice stuff. Let's see what she's got. She said, you are right. That is not God's will to live in the past and dwell on your mistakes. Learn from it and keep going. And I won't be thinking it either. And that's good. We've got um, Brother Johnson listening tonight. says, he prepareth the table for me in the presence of my enemies. Sister Yvonne is listening tonight, and Sister Marin down in Bowman. Good to have them listening. I'm just going to tell you, we've got ways that you can be in real fellowship with some apostolic Acts 238 people <clears throat> in this listening area. The New Life Pentecostal Church. Boy, I got something in my throat. I <clears> throat> How did that sound on a microphone? The New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30. Prayers at 7. On Friday mornings, there's a men's Bible study at the church at 6 a.m. On Sundays at 10 a.m. is Sunday school. 11 a.m. is our worship service. We have a a service Tuesday nights in Beach, North Dakota. That's 60 miles west of Dickinson. On Thursday nights, that's at 7.30 at the Beach Community Center. On Thursday nights in Bowman, 18 North Maine, that's at 7.30. And then in Bowman on Sunday mornings at 10.30. We have a church up in Beulah. We have churches in Newtown, Williston, Bismarck, Mandan, Minot um am I forgetting anybody nearby that might be close by maybe I did. Uh, but anyway we've got churches all over this part of the state we're going to have a lot more before this is over if the Lord tarries. That's that's my plan. So we're glad that you're listening tonight. Just remember this, there is a now after this. There's there's a now after this that we can that we can um start serving the Lord and being used by God and be productive for the kingdom of God. You're, you're not a has-been with God. I'll sing this song. I sang it in church today. Tears dripped off her crimson face as she stroked. Mm, tears dripped off her crimson face. It's bad when you're on live radio and you mess up words, isn't it?
3: As she covered her head trying to hide her shame Caught and condemned now she can't get away just the pawn
2: in the hand of a Pharisee game The rage and the noise of the frenzied grew as they struggled for the power in an ageless feud And as she softly cried They again reviewed the obvious fate of this ill repute.
3: Then a voice of love ended all debate. His words of hope sent the crowds away. The hand that flung the stars in space lifted her face as she heard him say, Let me introduce you to a friend called Grace. Doesn't care about your past, your many mistakes. Cover your sins in a warm embrace Let me introduce you to a friend A friend called Grace The courtroom grew quiet and still
2: As the white-robed judge called Truth appeared And the ring of the gavel brought a fierce debate As the players of eternity decided my fate In the light of truth All could clearly see The facts made the trial mere formality And my accuser stood with bated breath Confident conviction would end in death But from the blood-stained cross to the witness stand Walked a man with a hope in his nail-scarred hands The words he spoke brought me sweet release Whispered, I've a friend that you need to meet
3: Let me introduce you to a friend called Grace Doesn't care about your past or your many mistakes Cover your sins in a warm embrace Let me introduce you to a friend A friend called Grace
2: If you're tired of the guilt and the sleepless nights Running from the shame of a wasted life Someone awaiting with an open hand
3: Ready there to give you a second chance Let me introduce you to a friend called Grace. Doesn't care about your past or your many mistakes. Cover your sins in a warm embrace. Let me introduce you to a friend, a friend called Grace.
2: And Lord Jesus, tonight we are thankful for your grace. God, we're thankful that we can come to you, that your mercies are new every morning. God, that as long as we're alive, that your mercy is extended to us. And I'm thankful for that, God. I love you. We just appreciate you. God, I pray that if there's people that are away from you listening to this program, that we can somehow speak louder than Satan, who's trying to tell them that they can't come back or they'll never be accepted. But show them, God, that you could forgive Manasseh and use him again. And he had a now-after-this experience, and they can too. We just pray tonight in the name of Jesus. Well, the most famous song on the Bill Farron song is the song that we're going to end the program with tonight. It's called Selah. This is the first song and that I've ever heard Brother Farron sing when he used to come here as an evangelist. And uh, we're going to end the song with that tonight. God bless you folks. Lord willing. Oh, Lord willing. There'll be somebody filling in for me next Sunday night for the Tell It Like It Is Radio Show. And it won't be
4: me. I'll be back two weeks. God bless. The born-again believers will sing their triumph song. Say la! It might not be too long. (laughs) The Christians of all ages standing
2: by. Oh, by the way, uh, Whitney and Jamie are listening tonight, too.
4: Then the archangel will blow it loud And we'll all meet together in the clouds Even so come, Lord Jesus, is what we ought to pray Say, la! he might just come today and trials for us to learn, to cultivate a Christ-like attitude, be holy unto Jesus, the bread of life our food, we'll hear the words thou good and faithful servant enter in, say la, your rest will now begin. about it before it gets too late you better say a cause when he comes back he won't wait you better count the cost there's one thing you can't buy won't be no tickets sold on ebay when we fly jesus is coming back he is coming back real soon don't know just when it could be morning night or noon Coming back as a thief in the night Before he does, my friend, you better make things
1: right
4: From above the clouds, we'll live on high No more sickness, no more tears, we'll never have to die The mystery What it means to me, that's what it means to me, that's what it means to me, well, that's what it means to me, even so concretely, Lord Jesus, even so comfortably, Lord Jesus. Even so completely, Lord Jesus Even so completely, Lord Jesus you better make things right or We just might